We keep the good times rolling here on the Sports Cubicle. It's the Marvelous One, Dan Marver. I'm Mike Mercado. And the Bears are on by this week. So thank goodness we hope you each made a good day even better. Not having to sit down for two and a half hours and see whatever it is Luke Getze has wrapped up for Justin Fields and that offense. What Matt Eberflus would say on the podium. We got a break from all that. But we don't get a break. They won't get a break. The entire organization won't get a break because it is time to go to the classroom. It is time to go into the office of Professor Daniel Marver as we give our report cards for the Chicago Bears on this bye week. And Marver, I will tell you this. There have been very much very lows of this NFL Bear season. There have been some moments that have been fun. There have been some moments that have been intriguing but I think all in all, this is not going to be for the faint of heart when we actually give grades to this team. So normally when we do these type of segments, right, when radio shows do these type of segments, they go offense, defense, special teams, wide receiver. I don't want to do that because we all know that's not what this bear season has been about. So <laughs> instead, it's going to be Ryan Poles will get a grade. Matt Eberflus will get a grade. Luke Getzey will get a grade. Justin Fields will get a grade. And then we will talk about the embarrassing moments of the Chicago Bears team itself and all the nonsense that happened at Hallisaw and how they handled everything. So we'll start with the easy stuff. Justin Fields. Marvel, I'll throw it to you in a second, but I think all in all, I think this has been anywhere from a C to a D for Justin Fields. I think it's one of those, he wasn't able to do a couple assignments because of that thumb injury. There have been moments where we have seen special from him, and then there have been moments where we've seen him digress. We've seen him cough up the ball too many times late in games. And then we see him throw a dart to DJ Moore and put him in a position to win. We know he can be special, but we also know potential gets people fired. And I think right now we're in a place where Justin Fields is going to need new scenery. I think most people root for him. And I think he has an unfortunate thing of the other Ohio State quarterback that came after him is looking really good and driving his team to a playoff run. So to me, I'm going to give him, to cut in the middle, I'm going to give Justin Fields a C-. minus. Marver, what do you got on QB1? Well, only because of the most recent games after the injury, I'm going to give him a C- plus or a B- minus because he looked wonderful against Detroit in Detroit for 90% of the game. And he did, a, they did enough to beat Minnesota in the probably the worst Monday night game ever played, <laughs> but not, I mean, it's on an upswing. So that's why I would have been with you in a D and a C, but I think because of the last two games, uh, it's on an upswing. Now they get a break and they get another shot at Detroit. It should be interesting in Cleveland. Those two games will be very key to the future of, of Mr. Fields, in my opinion, since they're going to have the opportunity to trade or pick the, uh, the number one selection, obviously a quarterback from USC, but We'll we'll see what happens, but I, I'll go. I'll I'll give it. I'll give it an upswing and a B minus. Since we're talking about the young man and the future of this team, I think I'm with you, right? Like there have been a lot of good things, and I think here on the sports people go, we've been very fair. People have called me too much of a homer for a Justin Fields, but I do believe that, like you said, we've seen the upswing. I'm more intrigued to see what happens if he goes to a team like Pittsburgh or Atlanta next year <laughs> and what happens in that type of scenario. But I'm with you. There's a good chance that they draft the quarterback and they keep Justin Fields. So mm -hmm. it is interesting to see how this will be graded next year, one year from now, if he will even be on the report card. Right. But Go ahead, buddy. Mm -hmm. no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that, 100%. No so, question about it. Well, why don't we move on to the guy who's calling plays for him, and that's Luke Getzey. And I think mm -hmm. this is going to be the F. 
I think this is going to be the moment. <laughs> uh, I think, and you know what? A lot of people are going to be surprised. Matt Eberflus is not going to get a lowest grade as Luke Getze. Luke Getze to me seems like the type of guy who does have knowledge, does study football, does eat, breathe, and sleep football, but seems yeah. like one of these coaches that refuses to adjust refuses to take any type of lesson learned that we've seen in the last two years. And I also believe in merit. And just because you stood next to Aaron Rodgers doesn't mean you coached Aaron Rodgers. Just because that's what the business card said doesn't mean that's actually what happened. And I think that's a lot of Luke Getzey. And then when you watch the rest of the NFL, when you see somebody like a Ben Johnson up in Detroit do what he does, it makes you wonder some of these other coaches in the NFL, the Sean McVay's and the Mike McDaniels and the uh, uh, Shanahan's of the world, how they're able to adjust their offenses to the guys around them. And we have seen none of that here, but we did see them fall head over heels over Tyson Bajan, a wonderful story. Somebody who Marver, you've always been very much, uh, I, I would say very critical in a very, fair way and you've given him his flowers and you've and you critiqued them and I think they did him a disjustice by the way they handled that entire thing and I think that stri- that st- strictly goes on Luke Getze. Uh he gets enough mm-hmm. to me. Well he was two and two and he's from the world renowned Shepherd University a D2 school <laughs> and and uh, I mean Carolina you don't even count that as a win but he beat them and uh I mean he he actually performed very well and that's probably why he won the backup job. And, uh, you know, there was some uh, people that had been around for like Peterman and others who, who had, you know, who they know, knew a lot about. But, uh, I mean, he did a, a decent job and then maybe this will get him uh, an opportunity somewhere else. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that, that was, that was, you know, surprising in a way. And, you know, he got a, he got a lot of exposure and, you know, on a Thursday night and this and that. So, uh, uh you know, they, they were talking about, you know, are they going to replace fields with Beijing, which is of course nonsense. But they're going to replace Fields with somebody if if they don't win a few more games. Detroit and Cleveland are both quality teams. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. So what would you give Luke Getzey? Because I think he's one of the main reasons that Tyson Bajant and Justin Fields had that ridiculous thing Mm -hmm. in the media where people were talking about them because he was the one leaking stuff to Collinsworth about running the offense a certain way and doing things a certain way. Again, I give him enough because Tyson Bajant's a wonderful story. He is separate of Luke Getz because he has earned the right to be the backup to do that. Where are you on the OC of the Bears? I give it an F. <laughs> well, I, I was going to be more generous with a D. <laughs> <laughs> Minus. Well, well, I'm with you. I actually think the D in this grading scale belongs to the head coach, the one that we're moving on next mm-hmm. to, and that is Matt Eberflus. I will mm-hmm. give him credit. Matt Eberflus has coached up this defense. It's the one thing we asked about. If you weren't going to do a good job of developing Justin Fields or bringing in a smart offensive coordinator, you had to make sure you were the X factor on your defense, that all the players that weren't superstars, you were able to make them better players. And bringing in Montez Sweat was a great move by Ryan Pulse, who would get his own grade in just a little bit. But I'm going to get Matt Eberflus a D, maybe even a D plus. He's a goofball. We make fun of him. He might be the worst coach in Bears history, and that's saying a lot. But I will give him credit that when push came to shove and he became the defensive coordinator, we saw what he's most comfortable in doing, and that is being a defensive coordinator. I love to go in the way back machine with you. Even worse than Abe Gibran? (laughs) (laughs) I'm with you on a D, just based upon performance. You're judged by your record, and there you go. So we move on to the guy that hired him in Ryan Poles. It's an A-plus move bringing in Montez Sweat. It's an F move for what you did with Chase Claypool. 
I'm going to go down the middle. I'm going to go that he is a C minus. I'm going to give him attached to the hip almost to Justin Fields. I got to give him credit for the DJ Moore thing, but you can only do that for so long, right? It is a huge move of what happens this season as it ends with you and Carolina being so intertwined right now, how you end up with that pick and what you do with your own pick. What do you do with the money surrounding you? What do you do with Jalen Johnson? All these different questions have to be answered. And I will give him credit in this much. He seems at the very least to know what's going on, whether he's mm-hmm. good enough to actually make the right move. I don't know. So I'm going to go C minus. Okay. I'll, I'll do C just to be contrary. <laughs> yeah. And it all really comes down to this draft. Right. And if you get Marvin Harrison, Marvin Harrison Jr. Or if you're getting Caleb Williams or Drake may, or whether you're getting some interior alignment, like there is a lot to go on for Ryan Poles, but he also has a lot of uh, questions to be answered. He's the one that brought in Matt Eberflus. He's the one mm-hmm. that passed on Jalen Carter, but he did draft Darnell right. So it's a very intriguing move. You can't get them all right, but I, I'm willing to stick with Ryan Poles. But this right here, the only, the most embarrassing thing to me, everything that's happened in Hallis Hall this season, the Chicago Bears in general this season are an F franchise. Not once, but twice are they firing coaches. Not once, but twice are they doing it under weird circumstances. Not once, but twice do they do this weird song and dance, media frenzy type of thing. And it's just so bears that it's not mm-hmm. just bad enough that you have a bad record. It's <laughs> not just bad enough that you have a bad head coach. But you're also a badly run organization that gets made fun of. You are not a class of the NFL. They like to pretend they are, but just because you're the oldest doesn't mean that you're the smartest. And uh, except that, oh, wait a second, hold on there. <laughs> oh wait, all right. You know what? Listen, you get one bet right against me, sir. Uh, it, it, and that's what it is. It's been a, a absolute joke. Everything that's happened in Hallisaw. I don't care what happens on and off the field. It's football. There's randomness. These dudes are all superhumans, right? But what happens right. in Hallisaw with a bunch of guys with PhDs and MDs and, you know, they've gone to these business schools and ran the Big Ten. It's been a joke. I've seen better ran middle schools than I have in Hallisaw. <laughs> That's funny. Where, where did uh, McCaskey go to school again? <laughs> uh, the Prairie, Perry somewhere. She's just 109 years old. They were, they, 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 were, they, they were still using the cowbells to tell them when the class was over. Something like that, but no, I, I think that uh, I'm going to be with you on uh, on that last selection. So, I'll, I think there's nothing more to say about that. Marvin, why do we uh, do this? Why do we do this to ourselves as Bears fans? Look, look at this damn report card. Why do we love these children mm-hmm. like we do? Why don't we just uh, go for a carton of of cigarettes or, or or some milk and just not come back to this fandom? <laughs> well, you can uh, you can be a fan of other teams. I was a fan of the Steelers uh, for a number of years, like the last twenty years. Uh, you can go with other teams. I used to watch the, you know, the red, uh, the channel that shows all the red zone plays uh, <laughs> to avoid the Bears for some time. But I, I see some hope here. I thought there was going to be really big turnaround here, where we'd finally get the franchise quarterback, but uh, not so fast. No, not so fast. Thank God for the red zone channel because it is the only time you know for sure you're never going to see Bears football because they're never in the red zone. That's too easy. I'm sorry. Marver, on location, the Marvers are always the best. We hope you guys are safe and sound and enjoy being yeah. on location. And as yeah. always, uh, thank I'm, you I'm, for 
That's because I am with my son. Yes, the other Marber Boys there. The Marber Boys are causing trouble and here to bash bears because uh, we are masochists and we love watching Nonsense on Sundays. And we love listening to Nonsense here on the Sports Cubicle. We got to let the Marvelous One go. He's got to go handle the basketball players. It's the Marvelous (laughs) One, Dan Marber. I'm Mike Mercado. We got more coming up next here on the Sports Cubicle.